Thanks for stopping by once again for the Overthinking Movies podcast. I'm your overthinking host, Brandon Hain. And we return this week to the world of murder, irony, and coincidences of one Agatha Christie. Last year, we covered and compared the old and recent film adaptations of Murder on the Orient Express and the then-just-released Death on the Nile. Well, little over a year and a half later, we already have another film by the same team. This time, it's... A Haunting in Venice. Unlike Express and Nile, which are pretty popular and iconic works of Christie's, A Haunting in Venice is based on a fairly obscure book from the later half of her career called Halloween Party, with a apostrophe between the W-E and the N-E. Written in 1969, reviews at the time savaged the book, calling it a disappointment and chalking it up to... Oh well, she's quite old now, so can't expect all the stories to be as sharp as the old ones. However, more recent retrospective reviews are much more kind to it, but still, it feels like an odd choice to pick for the new entry in your multi-million dollar Hollywood franchise. That said, my reviews for the previous movies were not positive either. The 2017 and 2022 versions of Death on the Nile and Murder on the Orient Express were melodramatic, added tacked-on action scenes that added nothing to the story, and spent so much screen time on the detective and his unnecessary backstory that it didn't give the mystery as much time to breathe as the old versions. There was simply no excuse to watch these okay modern adaptations when their fantastic 1970s counterparts already existed. So... Maybe it was best that director Kenneth Branagh and writer Michael Green decided to focus on a lesser-known story that didn't already have a great film adaptation. And, well, they did it. A Haunting in Venice is easily the best film of this franchise. That isn't to say it's on the same level as the films from the 70s. There's flaws, to be sure. Some are the same as the previous two films. But A Haunting in Venice nails what you come to a movie like this for. The cast is great. The mystery is well told. The setting is fantastic. And the movie doesn't get bogged down in flashbacks and backstory of the detective. Because here he has a simple, easy-to-understand personal conflict that ties directly into the mystery. This time, Kenneth Branagh plays a much more world-weary Hercule Poirot. However, when he bumps into his old friend, mystery writer Ari Adney Oliver, played by Tina Fey, she convinces him to come to a party at the palace of a famous opera singer, played by Kelly Riley, right off of her massive success in the show Yellowstone. When they arrive at the party, obviously there is a murder, but the circumstances this time seem to be supernatural. And while Hercule is a practical man, this mystery tests the bounds of his beliefs. Could this really be a haunting? And it's that thread that makes us want to follow Perot and uncover it with him. Gone is the lowbrow humor and unnecessary action scenes of the previous movies, replaced instead with atmosphere, decent wit between the characters, and well-crafted cinematography and editing. That said, traces of the flaws of the previous movies still linger, like a lack of subtlety and moments that end up feeling more goofy than unsettling. Though for some, that could possibly enhance the experience, for me it took away from some of the tension and atmosphere when there is an unnecessary use of obvious computer effects during one of the murders, or tons of silly jump scare cuts, many of them focusing on a cockatoo that's important to the plot for reasons, but it's just like... Oh no, a bird. <laughs> Thankfully, these elements are much more subdued and don't harm the experience like they did in the prior movies. 
Basically, if you want to go out to the movies this October and you're trying to find a movie to fit the Halloween season without needing to be like a straight up gory horror film, you just want something nice and spooky and simple, you're going to be satisfied with A Haunting in Venice. It's worth checking out at your local theater. It is a perfectly suitable little murder mystery with a good spooky atmosphere. And that's all I have for this episode. I wanted to keep it kind of brief because I do like this movie a lot, and being a mystery, I didn't want to spoil things by saying too much. That said, with plenty of October left, if you guys have any suggestions for horror movies, horror franchises, anything Halloween-related you'd like me to cover this month before it ends, uh, you can send all of that, as well as feedback, to overthinkingmoviespodcast at gmail.com. And for more episodes of Overthinking Movies, you can find us on Spotify, Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, and uh, pretty much anywhere you can find podcasts. You can also find us on goldhitswkva.com, star967.com, and wchx1055.com by clicking on the podcast tab at the top. This movie was honestly a shock. I had no intentions of really checking it out because of how I felt about the last two films in this Agatha Christie franchise, but my friends had seen the trailer and the idea of this supernatural hook to the story was intriguing to them, so I figured, hey, I'll go with my friends at least to go see it, and I'm happy I did. Kenneth Branagh and Michael Greenhart finding their footing in terms of what works with these adaptations, what people are actually responding well to. And they say there's more to come, so if they can keep it up on this set where they're not focusing as much on making everything too overdramatic or, or having too many gun shootouts and terrible Adam Sandler level dialogue, I think they have something really going here and I would be happy to see the films as they continue to come out. And with that all said, finally, that's a wrap.